Into the Apex is brought to you by our sponsors, Bad Weather Brewing Company, out of St. Paul, Minnesota, with craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA. On tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs at badweatherbrewery.com. This episode is also brought to you by our racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at greathirehr.com. And finally, this episode is sponsored by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality meaning they want their customers to know what their wheels are produced for the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self meaning they want their styles and fitments to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes. Giving you confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Roscoe Wheels offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. Where the world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex Podcast. And it's Into the Apex, episode 17. Tyler Robb, we've got Bruce Perry back with us this week and filling in for Bradley as a guest host, Patrick Stein of Mad Sim Racing uh, Early Days. And uh, we're continuing our Daytona special coverage, basically, uh, basically a hangout for Daytona uh, because we'll have another kickoff episode uh, coming up the night before Daytona. And uh, Bruce, we just came off of the driver's meeting for our own team, Mad Sim Racing, and uh, got the crew together. We've got 10, I don't know if we'll get quite 11 teams. I think we're right around 10 Mad Sim Racing entries right now. Uh, probably one, I would assume, one of the larger numbers of entries of any sim racing team. Not to, to brag on ourselves a little bit, but uh, it's quite a number, and we'll probably have a presence in a lot of these splits out here. I think you should keep bragging a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, 10 teams, that's going to be awesome, right? Um, can you imagine that? I, I mean, when we first started this, what were we thinking? Maybe five? We were hoping yeah, five yeah. or something. So now we got 10, and, and not only that, like, I, I think I've said it before. I, I feel really good about the teams that we got. Like the, the guys are all putting in the effort and everything. It's it's awesome to see, and the communication's just been amazing. Yeah, Especially the media. A lot of these guys didn't know each other before they joined. That's oh yeah, yeah. We've put. I mean, to finalize team number ten, we we got that going in the last couple of weeks, and we've got drivers from the U.S. We've got a ton of Canadian drivers at Mad Sim Racing, which we love, right, Rob? And uh, and we have some, some Dutch drivers and, uh, and drivers from England and uh, France, and we're we're excited to have the international effort as well. And uh, yeah, we had a good week this week. I mean, for all the uh, sim racers out there on iRacing, everybody's kind of prepping in race mode in the European Sprint Series. Uh, we had a good night the other night. I got a win in the LMP2 class and the into the Apex Delara. And uh, uh, Bruce got a P2 in a higher split. And uh, Doug Buchanan in the Roscoe BMW got a P2 in his GTE class. So we've had some good luck. Uh, but iRacing's changed the BOP, of course. And I think a lot of people were kind of expecting that. And some teams maybe didn't work a ton on their setups uh, until this point. But uh, we kind of went back to the drawing board here in the last couple of days. Yeah, they like to throw that in. So usually the week before the race, so this this year seemed a little earlier, which is nice. Gives a little more time to get ready. Yeah, and what they do with the LMP two? They what did I read? I have I actually have not driven the LMP two uh, since this was done. Um, um, I drove a cup last night. We 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 dropped in horsepower. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know something else because I noticed the cameras are all. They all fail tech. So <laughs> yeah, I know you guys were troubleshooting the setup last night, trying to get it get it back right because we had a good setup. Obviously, I was able to win a race in the setup we were working on, and then you got a P two and a higher split. 
Uh, so, so with yeah. the setup that we I kind of all were circling around was really good. Yeah, I thought you know we really were going to be super competitive with it. Um, I think we still are. I had a poll that night too, um, and then last night I ran again with the new setup, made some tweaks, and uh, got another poll. Um, and it was running top three, but uh, you know things happen. And uh, Patrick, you're running the Lambo Lamborghini. What? How, I have not purchased that. I got the BMW GT3, that new car. Or actually, I got credits to get it for free um, from iRacing. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Lamborghini? I don't think we've, me and Bradley and Rob, I don't think we've discussed it because we really haven't driven it. Um, so far, I mean, when they did the change, the you know, I can think of that especially is they added ten. I think like 10 pounds of weight into it. So the setup we did have, we've been kind of guessing on the setup because it's a new car. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't have, you know, we can't go to one of these services and, and find a setup and try to work off something like that. We're going on the fly, but the car itself, it's great. I mean, in, in my opinion, for my skill level, I, I love it. Um, I haven't tried the BMW myself. I'm in the opposite boat from you guys, but mm-hmm. it's been it's been handling great. Yeah, it's a good looking car. We got all of our paints in, as I'm sure most teams out there listening and competing are getting their special cars in. And I mean, it's really crunch time at this point. We got a beautiful power headset Lamborghini, and uh, we'll put some pictures up for our Into the Apex listeners because we got the. Uh, Rob Bradley and and hopefully David Contreras and, and myself will be running the Into the Apex uh, LMP2 and what a beautiful car that is, Rob. Yeah, I love it. But I am going to say, out of all the cars that we had recently painted, the Lambo yeah. power headset Lambo is my favorite. Yeah, that paint almost tempted me to buy that thing. Me too. <laughs> and anybody who's listening, check out our Facebook or Instagram. You'll see all of our paints. Um, but yeah, we at 1023 Graphics is our exclusive painter. I uh, can't recommend them enough. And, and he did a great job on all of our Daytona cars. We've got our guys' names on it and uh, all the, the bells and whistles on there. Yeah, Justin did an amazing job and he, he got it done in such a quick turnaround time. I, yeah. I couldn't be any happier about it. You know, he's all the cars he's done for us have been absolutely amazing. Yeah, and going into Daytona, here we go into the, the last week. I mean, looking at the countdown we've got on our team website, we're about, I mean, we're a little under seven days away from it. And uh, we were talking last week, and we're gonna, we were tabling it till the day, but we're talking the psychology of, uh, of team racing and endurance racing. And I think, Bruce, the way you put it is nobody wants to be that guy. What do we, what, what do we mean by that guy? <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to be the guy on the team that uh, ruins the race for the rest of the teammates or co-drivers. Um, the unfortunate thing is we've probably all been there, so <laughs> we could probably all understand that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, you, you do all these laughs, all this practice, and getting up to speed and all the stress and uh, worrying like, you know, am I going to be that guy? I don't want to wreck the car. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin this, you know, do something stupid. And, and uh, I tell you what, when it, when it happens, I think it either has happened or will happen to everybody sooner or later if you run enough races. And um, when it does happen to you, you, you kind of, it doesn't happen again because <laughs> it's such a <laughs> terrible feeling. Yeah, it's everybody's fear. I mean, I've had it happen to me. So, so what have I done wrong? I've only raced two 24 hour races. So, in the 24 hours of Le Mans, Rob was there. Uh, I was the first one in the car, first ever endurance race, first ever 24 hour race uh, for any of us. And uh, I ended up not really paying attention to the setup I loaded and, and getting into the race mode. And instead of loading the setup that we had practiced with, I'd loaded basically the baseline. I just left it the same thinking it was good to go. And we got stuck for the whole 24 hours of Lamar with the baseline setup that was terribly loose. Uh, no real, no wing at all because I think we had taken it all or, or dropped it down and going through the uh, last corners. It was impossible. We caused a lot of wrecks. We had to kind of baby it through there. Uh, and then more recently, I guess in uh, September, October, when the Petit Lamar was, I uh, didn't have my uh, computer set up correctly. I didn't have good RAM and I blacked out or froze up 
uh, late into the to the race and and basically wrecked our BMW for myself and Jason and, and David, and uh, that was on me as well. And you just it, it hurts after other, you know the other guys put in some effort and have some good runs and and something on your end causes the issue. Yeah, the the twenty four hour one was it wasn't even in a baseline setup because one thing I know is the BMW baseline at Le Mans is something I can actually run pretty well. But I think what happened was is we had Jimmy doing the setups with us and right before we were about to qualify and we didn't realize that we wouldn't be able to make further changes before we actually gridded the car. We took all the downforce out of it, made a huge adjustment. So we had our setup minus what the wing was before where we were practicing with, and then we weren't able to switch it back. Right. So yeah, that was, that was uh, terrible. And I think just about everybody wrecked the car as a result. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I think everybody, I remember Nobody was that guy. It was, it was the whole team was that guy. Yeah, <laughs> well, everybody ended up having trouble, but I was the guy that I think basically didn't pay attention going into it, uh, and and put in the the, the setup that was <laughs> correctly named, and uh, or, or paid attention to any of it. And you're right, Rob, because uh, it wasn't just the baseline. It was it was basically a no downforce setup, and it was it was impossible to drive in high speed corners. Yeah, that was that was fun though. We still got oh, across we, the line. I, I will never forget how ecstatic and and kind of buzzed we all were after finishing because we did finish. We finished P twenty four, and we'll never forget the experience uh, because for all of us, we'd never done anything like it before. Yeah, it was great. I'm looking forward to this one too. But again, yeah, no one wants to be the guy to wreck it, but. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot longer stints this time, so it's more likely it will be one of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't have that comfy six-driver uh, six team that we're, that you and I are kind of used to. And uh, so all of us here have at least done two 24-hour races. Patrick, I'm going to throw it to you because I think this is your first 24-hour. You've done the six-hour. Uh, I What's the longest you've done? Did you do Petit Le Mans? I can't remember. I did a 12-hour at Circuit of the Americas. Uh, I think that was back in October. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That was the longest that I've done. So I'm popping the 24-hour cherry. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So you've done once around the clock. You're about to go twice around the clock. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you going to do the overnight stint? We were talking last week, uh, the three of us here, Bruce and I are kind of on the same page where we, we kind of get excited about staying up late uh, for these things because it's just kind of a unique thing to do. I mean, imagine staying up late to, to run this virtual race. Are you going to do overnight, you think? I know you're a team captain. Yeah, um, I kind of tr- – um, not to go too much into detail – Right. to give away our little secrets for my right. team, but <laughs> I kind of set it up. So it was somewhat even for everybody. So it wasn't, you know, too much of the load was on one person, but um, yeah, I'm going to be either in the car overnight or spotting most of the overnight sessions, basically. So part of it. Yeah, and the, and the challenge, uh, just with my modest two 24-hour race experience, uh, the challenge is I'm, I'm never – I know for Lamont, I plan to stay up late. We talked about this last week. Bradley stayed up late for spa, and I, I was able to lay down. And I say lay down because I'm, I was so excited and kind of had that adrenal, a, a level of adrenaline throughout the day and, and competitiveness, I guess you could say, uh, that I never could – I couldn't nap. It just, I mean, I know I should nap like in the, in the early evening to do overnight, but I just couldn't do it. And I ended up just drinking caffeine and staying up and, and pulling through it. And, I, you know, it does hit you at about, I don't know, 3.30, 4, 4.30 a.m. in whatever time zone. It, it definitely hits you. I don't know, Bruce, if you've had that experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it hits you. The older I get, it's, uh, yeah, it's like running into a brick wall sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, what do you do? Do you drink? Do you just go for the caffeine or, or the energy drink or the raise energy drink? Well, this year would be the raise energy drink for sure. You know, <laughs> product placement. I, I think I think they say you're not supposed to drink more than one in a 24 hour period or something. Yeah, like I don't that. think that's going to be followed. No, uh, not at all. That. Rule breakers. Yeah, <laughs> I can have it on like an IV drip. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, 
I, I don't know what else to do. I mean, you, you've got to stay up and, and if you're, especially if you're driving, you've got to stay sharp. Uh, I mean, speaking of, of racing psychology, that's definitely something that happens to me, even you know, at the best of times in any kind of race, even the one hour Euro sprint races and, and the official, I mean, you get in, if you get kind of bored or you don't have people around you, I find if I don't have the carrot on the stick, if I'm not chasing somebody uh, that's either in sight visually or, or on the relative that I feel like I can close in on, but sometimes I'll zone out and start making mistakes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's easy to do. I, I try, um, well, Daytona, there's 55 cars will start, right? And you know who knows how many will be around uh, at night, hopefully most of them. I just try to pick somebody that I want to, you know, like you say, like the carrot in front of you, like, okay, I want to see if I can catch that guy. And even though I'm not racing around anybody, there's somebody on my relative there I'm looking at that, uh, like, okay, you know, he's catching me, I'm racing him, whatever, to kind of keep that focus. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I need. I mean, I, I think I mentioned it a little bit last week is, is some of the, I'm really a bad practicer. Uh, because I know yeah, I noticed. need to gather. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I need to gather data and and do a bunch of fuel stents, but I just get so bored. And I uh, honestly, when we're in our our closed team sessions, usually I just seek out Bradley and try to wreck him after about twenty minutes of no excitement, just to generate some excitement. Uh, I'm sure you guys have noticed that. Yeah, we have. Yeah, just a few times. <laughs> Uh, when you have the ability to clear your own black flags, you can jump the bus stop and try to sneak up on somebody and do a sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> or when you decide, I'm just going to run the NASCAR circuit. Eh, why not? Sometimes I do that. I mean, you can you can clear your own black flags in the session. You're good to go. That's how he's getting those good lap times. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, you guys are kind of like the opposite to me. Like I get in there and it's like, doesn't like. I just zone out. I just get into like a state of like whatever they call it, like flow or whatever. And I just zone out and two hours can sit by and snap of a finger. Really? Oh yeah. I don't, doesn't bother me at all. Like I don't, I swear to God, like when I, I maybe it's the VR and just the level of immersion you get from it. But I, like, I always say it like even to my girlfriend, I'm like, I swear on it. This is the only place in the world where like nothing else exists. <laughs> So, so what I'm hearing, Rob, is uh, when I make the schedule here shortly for the end of the Apex <laughs> Dolores, I'm going to quad stint you. I, w- I was thinking almost think trying a quad stint first. I would say that that's now going to happen as the official schedule maker. All right. I will try it. <laughs> you're not going to feel your face. You're going to have to get uh, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, get, get you some suspenders for your VR headset so you don't have a, have a headache there after the, uh, the quad stint. Oh yeah, it's so when we did we did the two hours the other night, that was what, just pretty much just over three stints. Yeah, I guess I would say yeah, if you if you timed it right, yeah. Yeah, so you know, four stints, that's not too too bad. A little it's, over two Yeah, hours. in the LMP the the you pit so often. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, you were saying that in our, our driver's meeting earlier is that it's kind of a unique thing to come this year, I guess, is the how frequently these LMPs are gonna have to pit. Yeah, instead of 24 pistons, you have 48 of them or yeah. whatever, you know, around that. Um, yeah, yeah, think about that. All the mistakes that can happen there. <laughs> That's also true. I'm also just, I, I like it though. It's like, I almost think of it like if I was doing like a long drive somewhere in real life, it's like I'm always in my head there's landmarks right and that's how like i'm breaking it up in my head and like that's the pit stops are almost like that they happen a little more frequently and it just almost seems like it segments it up in my brain a little bit it doesn't seem as long i i know what you're saying actually that's not uh, i get that because it is kind of a, a mini break i guess you could say exactly you can kind of i mean some of those one hour or close to one hour gte sessions uh, can get exhausting if you kind of let it get to your head yeah, 30 seconds is enough for me to just jump up out of my seat and even just stretch my legs if I have to. Yeah, that's true. Take a sip of a drink. I mean, I, I can't tell you the times, especially when we did a two-hour Daytona the other night, uh, that I'll have a Gatorade or something to stay hydrated uh, at, next to my wheel, and uh, I'll be kind of using my left hand to, to shift up to, to the highest gear on the straights and kind of trying to, to take a drink with the other hand, and I'm kind of swerving a little bit. Uh, so it's kind of, you got to perfect that multitasking, I guess, but pit stop the time to kind of catch your breath. 
going to have to get a camel back and strap it to the back <laughs> of your chair. One of our guys, Alex Matola, uh, one of our team captains, he sent us some, some pictures. Is he's that got, who did it? That's probably yeah. why I had, I'd never had original thought in my life. He's got one, <laughs> he's got one on his rig. So that's you thought that you thought of that by yourself? No, I was saying I've never had an original thought in my life, so it explains why <laughs> I thought of it. Not, yeah, in this case, you got it. That was uh, put in your brain by that. Yeah, he's got that set up on the back of his uh, racing seat in his rig. It's yeah, a good idea. Big time. And uh, so, so wait, something just just occurred to me. Did you say you're upshifting with your left hand? Yeah. When I'm taking a sip of a drink. I got gotcha. you. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Not not usually, not like constantly. Yeah, all right. I was just thinking. I'm left, so I'm left-handed. Okay. Got my wheel. Okay. I've got my Gatorade sitting to the right of my steering wheel, so I'll kind of put my left hand. I see. On the top right of the wheel, and I'll hold the wheel steady, and then pinch the the um, the hell the, the paddle. Shifter. The paddle. There we go. I'll shift the paddle up with my left hand while taking a drink, okay. and it's you know obviously it's not the most ideal tactical position on the wheel and i'll swerve a little bit on the straights and hope that nobody comes up beside me <laughs> yeah no i was just trying to get to visual yep that's that's i just painted a picture for yes. you <laughs> what was i gonna i was gonna say about the camelback uh, that you can fill it with a hydrating beverage for 24-hour races and then for fun runs you can fill it with uh, alternative beverages adult beverages uh, yes correct and uh, enjoy that. So it has multiple purposes uh, for eye racing. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember which one you got in there. That's right. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're, I mean, for people, again, on the theme of, of psychology of team racing, getting yourself psyched up. Uh, if you're a really tense team racer and you feel the pressure of other individuals, countless hours of practice on your shoulders and uh, can't stand failure. I guess you could always put a, an adult beverage in your Camelback for the actual 24-hour race to loosen up a little bit. Well, now that marijuana is legal in most places. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> relax that way, too. Yeah, I mean, you could. I guess you could do that as well. That is true. Whatever. It depends that's very true where you are. Not or, you stay up all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then you're going to have folks out there at the Daytona 24 paranoid looking in their mirrors, thinking that the Highway Patrol, instead <laughs> of a Porsche, is following them at Daytona. <laughs> looking, looking for potato chips and stuff. They're going to be, you're going to have people on track pulling over to the, to the apron with their hands at 10 and 2, uh, looking in their mirrors, waiting for somebody to approach their car. <laughs> Especially when someone flashes their lights at them. Oh they, Jesus! Yeah, that yeah. then that's really going to freak them out. You're gonna you're gonna have some issues there. Yeah. So oh, so okay. so wait, what about that that whole flashing the lights things? Because I'm hearing so many different things. Guys getting upset about it, and it's like, wow, take it easy. Yeah, and we had an old, yeah we had an old episode. Uh, obviously, I know you listen, Bruce. We had a whole episode of angry headlights, and yeah. That is something to touch on for Daytona. Uh, I mean, you're going to have the whole overnight session and uh, headlights are, are a touchy subject. I mean, just as somebody that runs in any kind of race, any, any official race, any league race, whatever it is, uh, people get upset at headlight flashing. And, and I can't say that enough. I mean, it really, I wish we could count how many accidents or wrecks or intentional wrecks and eye racing have been caused by, but hurt people from headlight flashing. And this is why I stand by when I said it in that episode, I do not flash my lights. I've never even mapped them. <laughs> I'm guilty. I've never uh, flashed one. Guilty. I figured if I do it, someone's going to be a jackass and <laughs> jump out of the way or something. It's just like, I will get by you when I'm ready. Yeah. That, hey, that's probably the peaceful, uh, very Canadian of you. Yes. Diplomatic way. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit I'm guilty of it because uh, I was, and I'm not always in competition in road races, uh, but the other night when I won, and I say again, won the LMP2 Euro Sprint Series race in the Into the Apex Delora, uh, I was running second, running third. And it was very close. I actually didn't take the lead until the last lap to win the race. And we had uh, cars getting in between us, and that was kind of causing the back and forth. And uh, I, I aggressively flashed my headlights at uh, some people because it meant business and I wanted to win the race. Did anyone get mad at you? Nobody said anything. 
Hmm. I didn't get any private messages. Hmm. Uh, I didn't get any counter flashing. That's no. a, that's a thing, isn't it? Yes, that, that's, oh yeah, that's, that's real bad. Counter flashing is when you flash somebody and then you make a really close move and you don't cause a wreck, but you almost cause a wreck. And then they, it's a GTE and you're an LMP. They flash at you and, and obviously you know they're pissed. Uh, and and they mean business. Well, and, the, the, uh, the close move is subjective, right? I mean, I I flashed and gotten by people plenty of you, room. You flash people on you flash people. Yes, and plenty of room to get by, and they still flashed counter flash. Yeah, so I well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've I've had it happen. I think I had it happen the other night when I when I raced. Um, and you, I mean, I'm usually pretty cautious. I'm usually pretty respectful. Uh, but I, I'm as guilty as the next person of getting into that race win mode. Uh, and probably because I'm, I'm not competitive every single road race. I mean, it's just a fact. And I, I was found myself competitive the other night. And uh, I was very aggressive towards the end. And it paid off. But, I mean, yeah, you're going you're gonna to upset some people along the way sometimes. So now you got that first win at Daytona. You're getting hungry for another? That's right. Yeah, that was see? actually... That was my first race uh, in of this week. I, I we do some league racing during the week in oval leagues, and uh, I got to start uh, you, myself, you and Doug uh, Buchanan of our team uh, got out there, and and yeah, it was it was something else. I'll pr- probably do another one uh, tomorrow over this coming weekend, and uh, and then I think all of us here are racing uh, the BMW series that's come back on Sunday. Yeah, I think we all are, right? I know you and I, right? Actually, yeah, I think you and I are a team, and yep. Patrick and Rob, you guys are a team, right? Yeah, for Sunday, yeah. Um, what time's that start at, do you know? <laughs> it's, I didn't think I was running uh, in it. I think you're running with the new Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> I didn't sign up. <laughs> let's, have a, let's have a team meeting on the air right now. For Sunday? Uh-oh. Yeah, I. you know, there's another Patrick. No. We yes. do have two Patricks, Rob. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, I asked in the leadership chat. It couldn't have been a different Patrick. Patrick? No. Right. So Patrick, did, Patrick we'll comment. see you bright and early on Sunday morning, Patrick. Uh, and I got a race in the majors uh, at the 2.4 Daytona. It's on Sunday night. Uh, I don't see the, I don't see we'll the conflict. There. I'm going uh, back to the chat. I'm going I, I believe, Patrick, it says in your contract that you must race 24-7. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you race where we tell you to race. I think oh. I, I think you've also missed the part about the ten percent tithe too. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Rob. So, I guess we're uh, in for uh, uh, Sunday morning. Did you, Patrick? Did you do our last BMW race of 2020 at Interlagos? Uh, unfortunately, where okay, I, could, we I went, couldn't remember if you were there. Oh, I was there with Tony Kanan, Max Verstappen. Yeah. Uh, you know, countless other big names in yeah. real world and sim racing. No pressure at all when you have an I rating of like, I don't know, 700. <laughs> Our dedicated end of the Apex listeners will know that we did a, uh, an entire episode based on the top split, uh, feeling that, that we were not worthy, which many of us, myself included, were probably not. Uh, and we're hoping for that again. Rob, you commented that it's possible that we get into a top split again. Yeah, maybe the, the same phenomenon that that led to us sneaking in there happens again. Yeah, I'm really hoping it happens. And you're right, Patrick. You did not agree to that at all. <laughs> it was boom. It, it's just boom. It, did, it didn't come up. with Tyler wrote like six messages after it, so it's like you saying very thank you very much, sir. And Rob, I'm in for the BMW series, but that was Tyler. <laughs> It's like all the yeah. same color text and stuff. I couldn't yeah. tell the difference. Robert, uh, Robert, <laughs> uh, I'm doing it with Patrick. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I, because I was trying to find a partner, right? Because obviously it's a two-hour race, and you got to have one partner. And I'm putting it out there, and and I throw it out there to Rob and Patrick, and Rob says, "Me and Patrick are doing it." <laughs> so then I hit up Bruce because I know Bruce can can pull me to a victory, and uh, and we sign up for it, and uh, and yeah. So Patrick, are you in or you out? We're going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> well, let's be considerate here to our teammates, all our teammates, and let's double check to make sure that 
the other Patrick on Mad Sim Racing didn't volunteer. No, he definitely didn't. I, I went back and read the conversation. I, I see where I got confused. It was just Tyler saying, Rob, I'm in for right. you. It was directly under your message, so I just well, read calls from you. Well, I guess I should, uh, after this, I should start practicing. Lots of, do you, yeah. That's why, oh, that makes so much more sense now. Because that's why I also said in the conversation saying, uh, that pra- Patrick, it'll be a best effort at Daytona. And you sent me a gif of like a guy being like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. So you've, had this, so you've been fantasizing this whole thing, this whole time. Yeah, I am in an alternate reality. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're on, give me some of it. Jeez. <laughs> Apparently, it's latte and espresso these days for Rob. Yeah, apparently. Raise energy. Yeah, the rest of us are having our, our podcast beverages, and Rob's having uh, <laughs> whatever he's having. Yeah. A Red Bull. Something caffeinated in the yeah, middle. Yeah, at, at 10 o'clock at night. Get ready for 24. I'm alternating my schedule now. I'm going to start staying up all night for the rest of the week. Yeah, I mean, we've got people for the BMW race, not only our team. I mean, all the teams out there, people out there that are racing it, that are listening. I mean, if you're in the Pacific time zone or whatever, I mean, hey, why not start screwing up your biological clock on Sunday? <laughs> you, you're going to do it anyway, right? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> I mean, that's that's another thing. I'll comment on that. Um, both races. I mean, uh, I meant to stay up. I made coffee, as I've said several times, as a weird thing for Lamar, uh, and I was kind of out of it all Sunday and a little bit Monday after that. But even for spa, I couldn't get to sleep. I, I was watching our stream. I was listening to our guys that were driving overnight. Just kind of couldn't, couldn't take my eyes off of it to an extent. I had to keep one eye on it all night and maybe dozed off for an hour and a half, two hours. And you definitely wish you could take a day off like Monday off because it takes a couple of days to, to recover from that. It really does kind of throw you off a little bit. Oh, yeah, you got to recalibrate. Yeah. So you're work. saying that what I did with taking Thursday and Friday off before the race and then Monday and Tuesday after the race was a very wise idea. So you yeah. have done that? I have done that, and I have this coming Monday off for Martin Luther King Day. Uh, so you, mm. you specifically took those days off for the Daytona 24? Yes, and also because, I obviously, I have vacation time I need to use, and, well, with Obviously, circumstances with COVID, uh, where am I going to go on vacation? <laughs> well, I will say this. You're one of two people on our team that's uh, advised that they have taken days off before and after. And I will celebrate your uh, dedication to the team and the effort. And also, your your sleep schedule and your body will thank you. Yeah. And uh, raise energy will uh, definitely appreciate it as well, because I will be stocking up this weekend. I think I'll be yeah. drinking more of that on Monday than I will during the race. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I felt it. I I felt it. I was a little groggy, obviously the Sunday after, because I, I slept during the day. I mean, the race would end at what? Nine, nine 30, 10 o'clock in the morning, Eastern time on Sunday. And I would go to sleep at probably a little after lunch. I would be done. I'd have to sleep again, wake up a little later afternoon. And by then it's, it's all thrown off. You sleep a little the next night, which is Sunday night. And you're still groggy on Monday, and it's about Tuesday, Wednesday before the grogginess goes away. So that was my experience uh, with the 24-hour kind of stay-up schedule. But it's still exciting, and, you, and it, it sticks with you if you finish the thing. I, I mean, we've not quit one so far. Uh, knock on wood, I hope none of our 10 teams uh, vote to quit early, no matter what happens. Um, but to finish one of those things, even if you have trouble, even if you spend time in the pits, it's still exciting. Yeah, that's that's the way I look at it too. Especially if we're only gonna have three people running this year, it's like if we end up unfortunately in the pits for thirty minutes. It's like <laughs> you know, take a break, take a nap, yeah, eat yeah. eat some lunch, yeah, yeah just Go. just run three hours and take a take a break. <laughs> <laughs> just park it, just park it after three hours. Yeah, park it at the end of pit lane. I, you know, I, I if you get getting back to like what you're saying, Tyler, you know, you something happens, God forbid you're in the pits for a while and you fall way back in the, in the, you know, the positions there. And, uh, even at that, you're, you're still racing somebody. You're still trying to, okay, we, we can still get a top 20 out of this or, okay, we can still get a top 15 now out of this. So, you know, you, you'll find something to make it exciting 
no matter where you are in the field. Yeah, I've found that to be true. I mean, Rob, you've been with me for the last 224 and all you guys for the, the monthly endurance races that are at least six hours long. And uh, you always recalibrate. I mean, you hit the pits, you spin, you lose position, and you just adjust. And you, your spotter, your teammates, they always find a way to make it exciting, make it competitive. You, you look at, you recalibrate, you look at your relative, you look at the standings, uh, what's in range. So in the 24, say we're 12 hours in and we've been in the pits and we're falling back and we're several laps down. We recalibrate, we look at who's one, two laps ahead of us. Uh, who's one, two laps behind us that could overtake us if we have more issues. And we just adjust from there and, and keep an eye on that battle. Uh, but even in Lamar, Rob, P- P24, we were right down to it. We were we were keeping track of what we had to gain, what we had to lose, and we were still as, as invested in it as when we started. Oh, yeah. There was, that's, if you don't have that mindset, then there's just no point. Otherwise, yeah. you're, you're going to have a terrible time. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to be running. You may as well go run test laps by yourself. Exactly. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, we can't be more excited for it. I mean, we can't, can't say it enough. And we're going to, for Daytona, we're going to have one final big kickoff episode. Bruce is going to stick with us uh, for the Friday before the race. And uh, we're going to, we're going to get ready for it. Uh, We may, may not celebrate quite as much as we are these past two weeks because we're all going to be up early or some of us. Uh, And we, we want to get up on time. Uh, so there may not be as much bourbon or Goose Island IPA as uh, these past couple weeks. Uh, or maybe there will be, and we'll just suck it up. But uh, it's going to be quite a time. I mean, we've got a lot to keep up with. All of our followers and listeners, if you look at madsimracing.com, uh, we've got video streams. We've got all kinds of stuff uh, for people to keep up with us and, and see what's going on. Yeah, I think we've got a fair amount of our teams are going to be streaming. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, more than half of them, I would say, and hopefully we'll uh, add some more as the days go by and finalize some different efforts. I'm looking to, I think I can do it through YouTube and, you know, just make sure my computer can handle it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But I'm going to do a few test streams this uh, weekend or during the week here, uh, some of these short races, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, the more we add, the, it's, it's going to be, uh, you'll be able to have a command center going, basically. Yeah. Uh, keep an eye on everything. So switching gears from uh, from Daytona, uh, iRacing was in the news a little bit uh, this past week. And uh, uh, what did we have last year? We had Kyle Larson and his kind of odd uh, controversy to the point that he lost sponsors and a ride and, and a bunch of consequences. Uh, this, this week we had another up-and-coming NASCAR driver, uh, Haley Deegan. Uh, I believe it was her very first uh, time on iRacing or at least on Twitch iRacing trying to stream and do kind of what a lot of the other pro drivers are doing. And uh, she already managed to get some controversy. And uh, I think we've all heard it and we'll kind of weigh in on it and talk, <laughs> talk about it. Um, let's listen to, uh, to set it up for anybody who's not heard it. Uh, we'll throw a trigger warning out there for everybody. Uh, but let's listen to a, a a little clip of it, and then we'll we'll t- talk about it. So here here it is. Here's Haley Deegan of Ford Racing Development. Uh, she's driving in the Truck Series next year after driving in ARCA. And uh, here is how her first night on Twitch with iRacing went. This is fun. Oh, hey, who's the retard behind me? Don't do that, please. So as you can hear, Nat, uh, she. I mean, she almost. She sounded very. Pleasant, she I said, guess. Please, I could say. yeah, yeah. She sounded upbeat, uh, but she did use a word that that people find offensive, and and I mean, it's a word that people, I think Bradley put it well, and and we don't want to make light. I mean, we're a very accepting team and and sim racing organization, um, but Bradley kind of put it in perspective when it first came out, and I sent him an article. Uh, he said, "You you hear much worse." on the official iRacing servers on the comms. Uh, would anybody here disagree with that? No. <laughs> and you hear it in many different languages. You do. That is correct. Sometimes you don't know you've heard it and you've heard it. That's right. And that's what Sometimes you get called out directly by name about it. Sometimes, about something. You, get, sometimes you get that nice blue private message in text. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the reaction by NASCAR was appropriate. 
they, they basically, they told her she has to do sensitivity training. That's fine. Um, she's only 19 years old. She's up and coming. Obviously, the consequences for her are there because she has big sponsors and she is up and coming. And, and is a known name. I mean, for ARCA drivers, not that I watch a bunch of ARCA races, but I've known who she, I knew who she was when this came out. And I couldn't tell you many other ARCA drivers' names, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I guess NASCAR's got to do that. I, it's not like what Carl Larson said, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's not. No. I, you know, so she didn't get the strong it's punishment or anything. Um, I don't know what's involved with sensitivity classes or anything like that. Um, maybe I should. I don't know. Mad <laughs> <laughs> Sim Racing will be sending endurance director Bruce Perry to sensitivity classes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Because, you know, yes, like Bradley says, you hear worse in iRacing. Yeah. Um, have you ever listened to the driver's radios at a NASCAR race? <laughs> that Yeah, exactly. I mean, so yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think they, in one respect, you know, they, 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 they come out and they, oh, you said this and now you got to do this, this, and this. And in other respects, someone says something, nothing happens. It's like, okay. Yeah, and you, and if you, I think you could find on on something for for just about anybody, you could find something that doesn't pass the, I don't know, the public the relations. Yeah, the the cleansing. What I'm, there's a word I'm looking for, a phrase, and I just can't find it. But, um, you know, the the test of perfection. I mean, whatever the whatever it might be. I mean, that's something. I mean, you, you listen to it. You can. I mean, she said it you would suspect knowing that she's on a stream with a camera literally trained on, on her face. Uh, and that's what she's doing. And it just kind of came out and and it's what she said. And it's obviously something that she, it's just part of her language. Uh, it's a little like, like Bruce said, it's way different from Kyle Larson. His was, was, uh, basically an embarrassing screw up that he thought was private and he got busted in public. And it was just a weird thing for him to be saying, even in private. Um, it just is kind of his was kind of odd. It's like, why are you saying that even as a term to to somebody that you're friends with? Uh, I I just don't hear I don't hear white guys or half Asian guys saying that to their friends as a as a slang term to each other. Uh, it's just kind of odd. Hers, you kind of get it. I mean, you listen to it. We played it. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be upsetting to some people, and that's why she's gonna go through what she's gonna go through. But it's not worth losing sponsors. It's not worth losing rides or teams. I think she's still going to have a healthy time in in the trucks this coming year. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, she seems like, uh, as I say, she seems like a nice lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. She seems like a nice lady. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you say that about anyone before. Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I say it publicly for the first time. She seems yeah. like a nice lady. So no, it is a completely different scenario. Like there's like, yeah, I guess it's not kosher to say either one of them. Sure. But it's like, people do say one of them pretty regularly right. because they're, and people know how they're trying to use it, but it's like, you can't really say the other one and it, and explain it away. You know what I mean? Like there's right. not really any reason that a person like that would be saying it. Are you talking about Kyle Larson? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's just a difference and people can just understand it. Right. From just a human perspective of like, right. oh yeah, I've said the other one a lot. You've said the Kyle Larson or the Haley Deegan? The Haley, sorry. I've okay. said the Haley. I haven't said the other one. No. See, this is what you get when you tiptoe around it. It's like, I know, right? So, what's Rob so saying? I'll That's see gonna... you at the sensitivity training. Yeah, yeah. Rob, you're now signed to to join Bruce at sensitivity training. Based on that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and it's not to say that, you know, what she said was okay, because, you know, it's, I'm not, it's not, you know, I'm not saying it's, Oh, it's fine. Whatever. You know, in my opinion, just my opinion, but it's, there's a different level of harshness to it. If you look at the history of the word of each word and you look about it that way, Mm -hmm. it, they're two. Yeah. They're two bad words, but one's got a way worse history, cognition, 
all that yada yada. I don't know. I don't have a college degree. Don't pay attention to me. But I'm just saying, if you compare the two. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's uh, you have to look at the use of language and where she's from. And in the, U- the United States, that's part of the use of language. And some people are, are uh, trying to change that. And uh, that's where the kind of the reaction or the bit of controversy involved in this comes in. Um, so she'll do her best. She'll learn from it. And uh, it doesn't sound like she's going to lose her ride. As far as iRacing goes, <laughs> what is this? What is this for iRacing? Is this good press, bad press, neutral press? Well, any press is good press. Yeah, there's no <laughs> bad press, man. Yeah. I mean, you had the car, they were in the news for Kyle Larson, and now they're in a little bit in the news for this. And uh, it's, it's become what we don't want to have happen is for our big names to just leave iRacing or become afraid. <laughs> That's, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be a bit of an overreaction that we don't want to see happen. Uh, because people like us want to be nervous on BMW Sim Cup Day. No, let's 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 let them all get banned, and then we'll make the parlor of racing. Oh God! <laughs> part of, of iRacing, part of the cool thing about it is when you get in the session, and you know, you got a Tony Kanan or somebody in there with you, or Dale Junior. It's kind of neat. Oh, it's what I race for. Getting in with the pro. That's that's what it's all about. Oh, we were through the roof. Mad Sim Racing held an open Daytona session here in the past month, and Robert Wickens and uh, Hinchcliffe came yeah, in there Hinchcliffe. together. Yeah. And we we would have rolled out the red carpet. We we saw somebody start to wreck them. We were ready to ban those people, get rid of them. Oh, yeah. And that, that was one of, was one of his friends. Yeah, 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 we didn't know who it was. We were ready to ban this guy that was wrecking Robert Wickens. And it looked like intentionally. And uh, we messaged Robert even. is like, hey, is this your buddy? We ended up Googling the guy's name, and he was one of his friends or car chiefs or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were watching. We were, don't please don't leave, Robert Wickens. Please don't leave. So it, it's exciting. I mean, it does give you a little jolt. I mean, you, whenever you get into whatever race, whether it's oval or road, you've got to look at who's in the lineup and your split. It's kind of exciting. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like I, That's why one of the big things that got me into sim racing was like seeing the pros doing it on TV and being like, what they're doing this too. And whenever I did, I never really thought that I'd ever be racing against them. And in a short year, there's like a list of them that I've raced against now. Yeah. So did you, uh, I know the COVID stuff, a lot of different racing was broadcast on TV from sports car, IndyCar, NASCAR. I forget you joined our team. I think after some of that broadcast, did you see some of those broadcasts and decide to get iRacing or, I I got into the sim racing. I didn't even really know what iRacing was. I had just seen all these different broadcasts and I was watching them all because I was just stirred for sports in general. Yeah. And so I started poking around and then like I said, I realized I had the VR set. So then I started buying stuff online, like the wheel and pedals. And I, like I said, at first I think I was playing project cards too. And then a buddy of mine who's really into flight sims had mentioned iRacing and I did a bit of poking around and then it put it together that that's a lot of the stuff I was seeing was on that platform. And then I was sold. Yeah. You've been here ever since and you've upgraded. Actually, you've got, uh, we, I think we mentioned it because you ordered it as we were, recording a couple weeks ago you got your ferrari formula wheel to add to your ferrari uh whatever round wheel <laughs> yes i got two ferrari wheels now yes, yes. I get my hands on her as we speak it's perfect and you've got a ferrari headset yep so when are the uh matching red pants and red sh- uh, button-up shirts coming in uh i don't know about that <laughs> but next time puma has a sale i guess yeah but they still can't fulfill my last order so i don't know if i'll be buying anything from them again <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm, and, and Patrick, you get speaking of gear. Not that we weren't planning a gear session, but Patrick, you just got a Fanatec Formula wheel. Yeah, um, I think I phrased it best uh, earlier this week to you guys. Uh, don't drink an online shop. Um, <laughs> it usually doesn't lead to probably the. Well, it, it it is a wise decision in a way, but it's also. Eh, financially irresponsible but eh. what wheelbase did you end up with um uh the club sport one oh okay so i i because my rig i can't i can't get the um like the one probably that bruce has the the dd DD one or two yeah so um i just went with that um well 
sure. it was the cheapest cheapest one to, that I could get. And oh yeah, he had the TMX before, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a big jump still, probably. Yeah. Well, I just want to point out to all you guys how much it kills me inside. Every time every one of you post pictures of these Formula wheels and Fanatec wheels, and I'm sitting here with my G29 just thinking, I need to shell out. Wait, wait. Yeah, your G29 winning races, right? Yeah, I did win a race the other night. Yes, you make so, that, there you go. Thank you for that, Bruce. That makes me feel a lot better. Well, good. Yeah, man, you're faster than me with that thing. So I don't, I don't need a Formula wheel. But the knobs and the buttons, they look so nice that I just want one. And it's shiny. And it, yeah. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Just Never a feeling in my hand, too, on this one. It's just, it fits my hands perfectly. <laughs> it it makes it turning easier. Like having this smaller wheel, like that other Ferrari wheel that I have, it's huge. So it's like, it's yeah. good for driving stock cars, but it sucks for anything else, I find. Yeah. I love the idea of switching the wheels, though. That's another thing I get a bit jealous about. Oh, I love switching wheels. It's pretty yeah. cool. Got the quick disconnects and uh, yeah, I go from uh, my uh, formula wheel to the uh, uh, my Momo wheel for stock car racing and dirt and stuff. Yeah, and I I turn the uh, virtual wheel on in the sim. I don't put the hands on it, just the wheel when I'm driving a road car. And sometimes I'll fake myself out and hold my G29 like a formula wheel and not let myself use the other parts of it. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> you you can only dream. Yeah. You can just only That's dream. Right. Yeah. I can save up. Um, I say it every single week. We, every time we talk equipment on here, it's I feel like I have to buy every the whole big rig, and I'm, I just don't want to buy a cheap one. And it's uh, I'm, I've been on the fence for, for several months now on the whole thing. Every time you guys post pictures of your new gear, uh, Rob and Patrick, Two of our latest guys to post new pictures of Formula Wheels. It gets even harder for me. My bank <laughs> account is very nervous every time you guys do that. Your bank account. Oof. <laughs> you don't want to see mine done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife took, when I was building this one, putting it all together, and just doing some of the final finishing touches and stuff. My wife came in and she looked at it. She's just looking around at everything, to, you know, the fourth monitor and everything. <laughs> She's just like, <laughs> Well, you really went all out on that, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess I yeah, did. <laughs> anybody, anybody listening, dig back in our Instagram or Facebook on Mad Sim Racing. We put some pictures of, of uh, Bruce's rig up there. It's um, Your rig is, is great. And you did some consulting on yours, right? Yeah, actually, I did uh, Sim Racing Garage, Barry Rowland. Uh, most of you probably have seen his videos, his reviews, and uh, – I was watching a lot of different reviews he was doing and uh, just looked up his website and I saw on there, he does consulting and I actually was able to get in touch with him. And we spoke on a phone probably for at least an hour. Um, and he, he was awesome. He kind of guided me through, you know, he asked a lot of questions like, you know, how much racing do I do? Even like, you know, how big am I, you know, so I can yeah. get comfortable in the rig. You know, and it was, it was really cool. And he, throughout all kinds of recommendations to me and i think you should go with this and you'll definitely like this and you know he's like oh and you know you got to do a, a motion rig or something and i'm like I, I don't know about that and he's like oh come on down to virginia if you're ever down in virginia come on by my shop i'll get you an emotion rig and i'm like I, I don't know i don't know if i should do that barry because I'll, I'll end up getting one and I, yeah you know, they're not cheap but you know for right now i love my uh the, the, my setup uh um, yeah you know, it's my sim lab. I got a PX one and I just love it. And, uh, with the DD one and everything, what a, what a change from what I had. Yeah. I was just looking at the picture of the gallery that uh, you shared and we posted up. I mean, that's, it, it's a sharp looking win. It looks, it looks nice and stable. I mean, it just looks solid. Um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's solid as a rock. It's a, it's amazing yeah. and everything's so adjustable and stuff. So, you know, I, I, I kept my main performance, uh, pedals they've had for, few years now um i had to make some uh adaptations to make them work in this rig but i'll keep them for a little while longer and at some point get something like a oh i don't know some sort of uh i don't think i'll go full hydraulic but i'll maybe stay in line with the uh like what i got with the simple or the main performance ones i'll get there one day i'll be the last one there i'll be the johnny come lately but i'll get there one day it's. I know it's. It's calling to me. It's tempting. I. I look at the stuff. I look at Fanatec and all of the different uh, websites, and 
all the rigs and posts that people put up and it drives me nuts. It does drive me nuts. What's, what's stopping you? Uh, cheapness. I think, <laughs> I, think that, I think that's what it comes down to. No, he's honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I could, it wouldn't kill me, but, uh, it's I just, am, I, yeah, I don't know what I'm holding. I'm holding out for that. Most for the most part a lot of money i mean yeah. someone asked me not too long ago how much have you spent in iRacing over the course i'm thinking i don't want to know yeah and and i still have a couple cars and tracks that i'd like to get some road courses i mean uh, for god's sake i just got nurburgring for christmas for myself after yeah, much same. fanfare yeah we were going to celebrate that day yeah <laughs> uh, so as we wrap up here, as we wrap up here uh, we do have a big daytona uh, pre-game basically coming up in next week. Uh, and this is continuing our roar. Uh, before all of that, this is our week two January episode. Uh, what's everybody thinking? Let's go around the table one more time. Everybody's thoughts. It's one week tomorrow until the Daytona 24. Uh, we, we've spent months, a couple months to three months prepping as, as our team goes. And, and all the other teams out there that are really serious about it are doing the same thing. What do you do in the week leading up to the 24 hours of Daytona? Uh, So for me, I think I speak for all of us. Uh, I'm going to run the Euro Sprint there this weekend. I'm going to run the IMSA there next weekend, the BMW race on Sunday. Uh, Keep getting the race mode laps. To me, my priority is uh, know exactly what setup I'm going to drive and get race mode and adrenaline mode uh, sessions in uh, to make sure I'm not going to to, to learn where I'm going to overdo it because I tend to get, I push too hard and I push it past the limit and I cause trouble for myself and the team. And for me, I need to learn uh, what are my limits? Where does my talent run out? Uh, Bruce, what's, what's on your agenda for the week? So pretty much the same as yours with all the, you know, the races at Daytona and the uh, ESS and IMSA series. Um, BMW with you on uh, Sunday. And Sunday night, we actually are running the majors uh, 2.4 mm. uh, at Daytona. So it's all about Daytona this week. Um, I'm staying away from pretty much anything else, you know, no other league racing or oval racing or anything. It's uh, total focus on Daytona. And uh, yeah, it's like race mode now. Now, now to practice race mode and, and yeah. all these little races and stuff. To, so that's that's where I'm at. Patrick, how about you? For myself, it's uh, probably the same as yourself and Bruce. Um, It's mostly I'm paying attention just to Daytona. Um, uh, Last night I ran in the uh, European Sprint Series and uh, in the Corvette. And um, along with Bruce, I am also running in the Majors uh, Daytona 2.4 on Sunday night. And then with Rob, uh, Sunday morning, <laughs> in the as we, BMW as we, Cup, <laughs> as we have found out within the last hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but um, going into next week, when, we, when they have the 75-minute races for IMSA at Daytona, I'm just going to be running as many races as I can, trying to get that race repetition get that on track field with all the different classes out there and just get in that mindset. So by Saturday, it just doesn't, it's like second nature to me. Yeah. Try to get the nerves gone. And last, how about you, Rob? What are you feeling? Well, Patrick's going to graciously uh, join me for Sunday since I kind of volunteered him that he was going to. Sure to hear first folks. (laughs) Breaking news. And uh, other than that, I'm going to be honest, it's, I, I did a couple of races at the, the Earth's European Sprint Series this week, and it's just, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. I don't feel like I'm going to have any crazy breakthroughs or anything mm-hmm. with any more practice. So, like, I'll run maybe a couple more races, but, like, I'm more of, like, thinking of myself like a UFC fighter a week out from a fight. I'm, like, I'm in kind of, like, easy, relaxed mode, stay fresh. <laughs> I think that's a good way to top off an episode where we touched on the psychological aspect of it is uh, I think that's pretty open and, and refreshing. You're not going to make any big breakthroughs. It's not going to, it's not, it's not going to happen. You're not going to become Sebastian Job this week. 
Exactly. Right. Like I just, I just want to be fresh and I want to be able to, you know, I don't want to get like discouraged or anything from some bad races. Like I've had a couple of, I think I have two races this week, both top fives and only one incident point between the two of them. So like I'm feeling clean and consistent. So I just don't want to have anything that, you, you know, I want to retire on top for the week. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I, I'm going to stop with my win. I'm not going to practice anymore. I'm done. There you go. <laughs> so I'm going to close up this episode. We're going to be back next week for the uh, pre-race uh, pre-game uh, big kickoff as well. And I'm going to speak for everybody and I'm going to be that guy. Everybody going into Daytona this weekend and this week for these official sessions. Let's take it easy in lap one. Let's take it easy through that first corner. This has been Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.